all of you, along with your candle, should have been given uh, a sheet with tonight's scripture on it. We're going to read this responsively. It's been a long time since we've done this. Um, the instructions are on the top. All right. I'll read the light, the light colored print, and all of us together will read together uh, what's written in bold. Our reading tonight is Luke chapter 2, 22 through 35. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it was written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Father, we just pray tonight as we discuss this passage. Lord, all it means as we look at you, Lord Jesus, being our salvation, open our hearts to the truth that's there, we just pray tonight, Jesus, we would see you. We ask it in your name. Amen. Now, if I was to ask anyone under 10, what is tomorrow? You got it, right? It's Christmas. How did you know that? You're definitely Mason's brother. Okay. <laughs> Expectancy. As we come into this Advent season, we spent the last four weeks working our way through the Advent wreath, culminating tonight with the Christ candle. We build the expectancy, and tonight we're going to look at Jesus, our Savior. 
And we celebrate that in Advent as Jesus came to earth. And, you know, I thought about expectancy, and as I was reading through this passage, and as we've looked at the last several weeks, we've seen a lot of different people in the different Christmas narrative that we've shared that these people had an expectancy. All right? Now, these kids, they knew tomorrow was Christmas, and I found out this morning, the four-and-a-half-year-old, she, she, like, did a little dance. Yeah. Christmas is coming. All right? But there's two things that, that focus and, and build our expectancy. The first one is life experience and truth, okay, that, we've, that we know. Most of the kids that were most loud and boisterous are kids who have a few Christmases under their belt, right? You know, the wee little ones... They haven't really gotten into it yet. They'll enjoy it, but they, didn't, they weren't nearly as animated, right? So that experience is fueled by what they know and what they've, what they've felt, okay? The truth that Christmas passed. The other is the promise that Christmas is coming, right? All right? We know that because today's Christmas Eve... Tomorrow is coming. And so as we, we look at this passage today and think about this, what's happening uh, tonight, even though we're looking at it as, as our last uh, message in the Advent series, we see the fact that this actually is taking place 40 days after Jesus was born. It's kind of a different message. But we want to see Simeon's reaction to what takes place here. And I want us to think of our expectations uh, building, being built by experience and promises. And so as we go forward, I want to take a time. Let's, we're going to look at verse 25 of what we've written of what we've read here. Now, there's a man in Jerusalem, his name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. See, tonight as we, as we look at this passage, Simeon was expecting to see the Christ. And he had a desire to see it. And I want us to think of the fact that From the Old Testament to this time, it's been quiet for 400 years. And so as we, we look at this tonight, I want you to think about the people that we've looked at the last several weeks. They're at the end of this period where God seems to have been silent. The prophets have stopped speaking. And now it was time for action. And the Savior would be born. So Simeon was expecting to see the Christ. If we go into the next verse, verse 26, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he'd seen the Lord's Christ. And I think this is very important as we look at this narrative because 
A promise was specifically given to him that he would see his salvation. And knowing it was going to happen. You know, thinking about these kids, think about Simeon having that expectation and his response to it. And I want you to think of, as we continue on, Simeon's experience and the promise he received kind of formed the filter for his expectation as he was waiting. As we continue on, I want us to think about how Simeon responded to what he was going to see and experience here. First one we see in verse 29. Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. He understood in that moment when Mary and Joseph brought that baby in that this was the one. He knew that he'd lived a long life and had seen what was promised. If we look, continue on in the passage from verse 30 and 31, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you've been, that you've prepared in the presence of all people. See, salvation was what Simeon was longing for. Now, I think a lot of us, we like to be saved from things. Okay? I want you to picture the nation of Israel under the thumb of Rome, or maybe the, the foot on the neck might be a better way to put it. Those people wanted to be saved from Rome. Most of the people who saw the Messiah coming didn't have the right idea of why the Messiah was coming. They thought he was going to come deliver them from Rome. Simeon, we don't know where he was exactly in that. But he knew salvation was coming. Either way, most of what happened uh, at that time was the people were being desiring to be saved from something. Okay, and I want us to stick that in our minds as we continue on. And I know some of us, you know, there are things that I'm that we're experiencing in our lives. I'm experiencing. I would like delivered from. There's two sides to that coin. Salvation was what he was longing for. And if we pick up in verse 31 or read that in verse 32, that you've prepared in the presence of all people that salvation, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. But Simeon was given from the Holy Spirit that that salvation wasn't just for Israel. So it had to be more than being delivered from Rome or oppression or trial or tribulation. There was more to it. And it went beyond them. 
the salvation that was coming was for the Gentiles also, which includes us. Simeon was given that by the Spirit of God into his, his heart and saw and understood that. We skip down to verse 34. He's sharing with Mary and Joseph a word for them. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and a sign that is opposed. Simeon gave them a message, and, and I think the best way to explain this is going back a chapter in Luke, in Luke 1, we have Mary responding to the news of the baby that would come and what we would refer to as the, the Magnificat. I'm just going to read a few verses out of that. This is what Mary had to say. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in their, the thoughts of their hearts. He's brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estates. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, to his offspring forever. So there would be those in Israel those that would fall were, were those who had no need of God or no thought of God, proud, arrogant. And those that would rise were the humble and those who really sought the salvation that God was going to bring. And as, as we think about this tonight, we want to move into the New Testament text further on, and, and look at Galatians 4, and picking up in verse 4. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Because you're sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. And as, as we move ahead into to this text, we want to see what this really means for us tonight. Think about what truth we base our, our life on. How that fuels the expectations of what we see and what we experience. And looking at, uh, in Galatians 4 there, verses 4 in the beginning of verse 5, when the fullness of time had come, it had been 400 years since the prophets had spoken. But it was just the right time. God sent forth His Son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those 
were under the law. Redemption that Christ has to bring is important today. It's every bit as important as it was then. To redeem is basically to buy back. Mankind was broken. Jesus came as our Savior to buy us back out of that world system that was broken. He wanted to restore a relationship that we have with God. He was the only one that could do it. I can't do it. You can't do it. Those at that time couldn't do it. Simeon couldn't do it. Jesus was the one. Came at just the right time. And salvation and redemption is his desire for us. It's his gift for us. We're bought back from a fallen world. Continuing on, uh, the, the last part of verse 5 and into verse 7. And we have the promise part of this. Okay? The, the truth and the experience part was that Jesus came, but we have the reason he came, and we have the promise that we can hold. So they, we might receive adoption as sons, because your sons... God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, or Daddy, Father. You're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. See, we were saved to be a part of God's family. We adopted in. Now, I don't know about you, but our house... It's going to be full tomorrow. It's going to be crazy. I know yours is going to be crazy. Absolutely. Family's everything, isn't it? To God, family is everything. Do you get that? He doesn't want any of us to be lost. That's why he came to save. Desperately loves you. He desperately loves me. He loved Simeon. And I think of the joy that it brought the Father and the Spirit of God to let Simeon know, that's my boy. Right? That baby is the one. This is your salvation. The experience, the truth that we hold and understand, and the promises that we have in Scripture all point to Jesus. He's our salvation. He wants us to experience that tonight. He wants us to live with that expectancy and be excited about that. You know what? When I was born, you know, my dad's here tonight. He's a little older than me, all right? He did not have to teach me how to lie or cheat or be mean to my younger sisters or tantalize my older brother and then run like the Dickens, okay? He didn't have to teach me that. I had a sin nature, which I still possess 
but he helped me understand salvation. Our Abba Father, God, wants to save so we can be adopted into his family. We're sitting here today, tonight, contemplating tomorrow. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. We, we celebrate that. We share that. Because God wants to be with us. And I want to finish today, tonight with just a couple verses out of Acts 4. Verses 11 and 12. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, just become the cornerstone. There's salvation in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's only one way to God, the Son, Jesus Christ. We celebrate that tonight and tomorrow. And as... Uh, we finish and go to move on. Think about the expectation this should bring us. It's an expectation that should just flood our hearts with love for God. Despite our circumstance. Because the bottom line is we're not only saved from a world system and a sinful nature, but we're saved to become a part of his family. We're saved to be able to go to heaven. We're saved to be able to live a victorious life that we were unable to do without God. That's what we celebrate tonight. We celebrate the salvation that Jesus brings to us and the expectation of it and the excitement it should bring us. So tomorrow, what's happening tomorrow, kids? Christmas. If we just shared that excitement with our neighbors around us, it would A, think we're probably crazy, okay? If we share it that way. But it's good news. All right. So as, as we finish, think about how we live that expectancy. God's promises and the truth we know fuel that expectancy. Just celebrate that tonight. Celebrate that tomorrow as we sit in our families. Amen? Father, we... We do thank you for this time. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being our salvation. We didn't deserve it, but we needed it. Lord, uh, we just thank you for how you move in our hearts and our lives. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen.